This is Future Heist, conversations with people making change. My name is Rena Neve Smith. My name is Amy Cohen and I am part of 52 Girls, um, run with my friend Riza Pelagini and we are a feminist music night with mostly female DJs. Yeah, the whole premise is that we've, I personally feel that men are asked to do a lot of stuff on the music scene and they're just they are just asked to do it because we're kind of used to having a lot of men on the, on the music scene and maybe things that they need somebody to DJ at or maybe something maybe a band that they are in they ask their male friends they just kind of assume that that's the right route to go down rather than asking women to do that so our night is all about getting women involved in music um, and we've had a lot of great female DJs and a great night, a great few nights, and we're going to have a lot more. We were formerly typical girls, but there's already a typical girls in yeah. South London, and yeah. they very kindly got in touch with us and told us that uh, they had a night, and it's totally all our fault because they, because uh, we just didn't really research the name, yeah. name, <laughs> name a lot. But they're really wonderful, and everyone should go to their nights mm-hmm. too, because um, they do a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're fifty two girls. We've been we're named after a B fifty two songs, and they're one of my favorite bands with women in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because it's so the the DJs that appear on the night are all women right yeah always always women um that does not necessarily mean that they're cisgendered they can be non-binary people they can be transgender people as well or you know just uh identify as femme um sometimes we do have we do mix it up a little bit so in our first girls go one we are going to have a drag queen and i'm very excited about that because you know femininity is all dress up really so you know a drag queen is very appropriate yeah amazing um so yeah we're really excited um for that um and it's just so a lot of the djs are maybe musicians or they dj before but some of the some of the uh women haven't dj before and that's also really great to introduce somebody to some something that they could be really good at and they could have a lot of fun doing and but haven't maybe not been asked to do it before so um riser is a great dj and she's been djing for years so riser will help them and maybe give them a quick breakdown before they're ready to go and then mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people do it for the first time like not naming any names mm-hmm. um and they're doing more because of it which is great oh that's interesting so are you reaching out to maybe women who are on the music scene already and who mm. want to DJ but maybe yeah. yeah like women that are part of the music scene or part of the DIY scene and even people that come to our nights and say that they've had a great time mm-hmm. I sometimes just ask if they want to do it mm-hmm. you know because I think it should be fun and it should be friendly and it shouldn't be intimidating and it's it's all about having a great night and feeling 
encouraged by the people around you to do to do that yeah that's an idea that I've been coming across a lot recently this idea of like women supporting each other Mm -hmm. do you think that's kind of the part of what you're doing yeah I mean I think society kind of teaches us to kind of pitch each other against each other doesn't it and I think we're kind of told that we should see women as competition and our night is very much about it not being a competitive uh, event like we're here to all have fun and we're here to enjoy music so yeah it's definitely about supporting people yeah yeah that's really <laughs> cool yeah I love it um so tell me about what you guys were doing before so Razor was Razor was a um DJ before is that right so yeah Razor's been DJing for a really long time and um, probably about She's probably been DJing for about 10 years mm-hmm. um, and she's uh, she is also a musician mm-hmm. and she plays with, uh, she used to play with Yasser Sin, she's in a couple of different bands in Glasgow now. Um, just, I don't, I don't think she's like picked her main band but she's certainly being asked to be in a lot of them. So that's, that's a really exciting music scene as well. Um, I am an educator and I'm really involved with feminism and activism within feminism and as an educator it's something that I always really try to get across that activism is about taking part in something and knowing that you have a voice um so our events really look at one specific kind of topic on that night and then the topic feeds into the charity that we donate our profits to so we're not for profit either um and we so for example if we're thinking about femininity and what does it mean to be a woman we'll we also donated that time to mermaids which is a really wonderful um charity that helps uh people that are transitioning maybe to another gender or maybe are being non-binary when they're younger and they find that out about themselves so we'll kind of look at a particular issue within the night that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. What are they, that's a really, really good idea and kind of a, a really interesting way to bring about change is through mm. this kind of, like, quite fun and engaging mm. like, yeah. way to do it. And I really think that conversation is activism. I'm, like, a big believer in that activism starts small and is about, you know, maybe educating the people around you and everybody has a responsibility to educate those around us on something that maybe they know a little bit more about or at the, very, at the very least question it you know can we do can we help not can we help but can we support the people around us in a different way can we make it a more positive environment for all of us if we think of something in a slightly different way who can inform us a little bit better do we have a friend that can inform us a little bit little bit better if not why not like i think it's a, a lot about questioning um yeah yeah I like that idea it's really it's a strong one and I think that um you know um it's something that is like feels like a bit of a mood or a a bit of a movement at the minute is Mm -hmm. that there is a lot of change about and there seems to be like it's um you know talking about politics and being engaged in politics isn't um it's kind of for better or for worse I think this can have a flip side to it but it you know it's becoming fashionable actually Mm. to put it crudely Mm. um but I think that that's interesting because it poses like an opportunity 
for those who are engaged and interested in those kind of things to start mm. talking about things with a bit more confidence yeah definitely i think it's really really important for people to be engaged with po- politics and i think that people shouldn't feel that they can't be involved or that they're not intelligent enough to be involved in implementing change in their in their community because everybody has that power um and especially if you come from like a more, you know, a more privileged role, a more privileged background, then you should definitely be using the power that you have to implement positive change. Mm. Um, and I'm all up for like fashionable politics. Like as long as we try and get in, like as informed as we can be, like I want it to be for everyone. So if it's a fashionable thing, like bring it on. Like, yeah. And like the same within feminism, like I really realised that like the feminist um community can be a bit insular and i don't want that to be the case on our night i want it to be intersectional i want every uh person to feel like they come can come if they have you know positive ideas or at least are looking to widen their ideas of what of what we of what we can do and uh yeah i really i really like the idea that it should be for everyone Nice, I like that. Um, yeah, it's true because, <clears throat> for example, with um trans rights, mm-hmm. um, some, even within the feminist kind of group, would people like Jermaine Greer, for example, mm-hmm. have actually come out and said some things which are quite reactionary and yeah. quite conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and have kind of under so there's some you know, feminists who have under who understand femaleness as being innate from birth and don't want people to be able to for example Mm self-identify um what do you think about that i am so against the jane the jermaine greer notion that you cannot be a woman if you were not born a born a woman i find it really insulting um and our nights are definitely not about that our feminism is intersectional we want people that are non-binary to come we want people that are transgender to come and feel that they have a place within our community because they 100% do. Um, and I realise that some of the ideas behind second wave feminism are there because of maybe the laws that were on women at that time and, you know, if we're thinking about contraception and all of that sort of stuff, I realise that they are rooted in uh, some ideas that make sense, but... They absolutely do not apply to our community, and I, 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 I find them absolutely ridiculous to think that to for them to say that you can't be a woman if you were not born one. That's absolutely ridiculous. You know, you don't wake up and decide that you are something, something one day. You you are, and to to say that somebody is not a woman when they identify one is actually a really violent idea and yeah yeah i think it almost it almost feels as if because obviously the thing about somebody like jermaine greer is that like it's worth saying that she's obviously at a different stage in her life now than Mm. the age when she wrote the female eunuch and i do think that that has an effect on the way your ideas are Mm not to be ageist but just to say that like i think possibly she you know she's lived through a very different time to like some of us and it's worth respecting as well as kind of 
acknowledging yeah. that I think that that may make her more closed-minded not necessarily but like possibly mm. but the other thing is that it almost feels as if the fights that they I mean there was some massive fights to yeah, have yeah, really yeah, really yeah. huge fights that we can only like when you hear some of the stories about sexism yeah, in like yeah. the 1970s and 80s I don't know about you but sometimes it's like I can't actually believe that really happened like mm. they've obviously you know the, f- the fight for equality has been long and, and difficult mm. But it almost feels like there's an within some radical feminists who are anti self identification. It feels like there's an ownership of what yeah, it is to yeah. be a woman and to be kind of like this is the club. And... Yeah, yeah, that idea of it being a club is mm-hmm. bang on, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, it's it's not a club. It's mm-hmm. it's absolutely not a club. Like, if you want to be involved with feminism, you can be a man, a woman. You can be non-binary. You can mm-hmm. be uh, not a cisgendered person mm-hmm. like it's we need to get more people involved we can't push each other away because i think that kind of deepens the problem you know if we push each other away like we need to kind of come together and mm-hmm. and understand each other and our laws need to reflect that too totally very good <laughs> um so the next question is um so, so tell me about some of the topics and some of the charities that you've kind of uh you know you were saying you have a topic each night and you mm-hmm. and you give proceeds to charity can you tell me some of the examples of like the ones you've done in the past yeah so our first the first one that we looked at was a we worked with a really great domestic violence charity um and we were thinking about on the night how can we prevent abuse or you know, if we know people in our group that have maybe experienced abuse, how can we support them? Or how can we st- how can we stop it happening in our community? You know, what happens when you know somebody that has abused someone ha- and they're still around you and your friends? That's a really difficult issue and it's definitely something that's happened in my friendship group. And how do we look at preventing that? Um, so that was one, uh, that was one that we worked that we worked with and they were and that was a really great night I think that was our first one then we worked with uh we worked with mermaids the uh transgender charity who are wonderful people and that a lot of their work is about uh education in schools and ensuring that young people are supported within their maybe their transition or their self-identification um and I think they really do some great work um and it was all about how can we open up at that night it was all about like how can we make sure that the spaces that we are in are safer and are more inviting for people that are not uh or maybe not a binary or maybe not cisgenders so it's a lot about questioning uh we also looked at uh we worked with helen bamber who do some really great work in london um, with refugees and women that are oft, often they work with women and men and uh, people that aren't a, a particular binary and they really they look at kind of people that are escaping uh, uh, who are escaping the like abuse that they've suffered in other countries and they look at maybe people that have been sex trafficked and kind of stuff like that and for us it was really it was very reactionary working with that particular charity with all the stuff that's going on in the US, like it really, you know, I think everybody was so shocked by, you know, the the imprisoning of people in the US from border to border. And 
and also you know what's going on in our own country with Windrush so I wanted to think about how how can we be a more inclusive community when it comes to refugees how can we be more inclusive to people that are simply immigrating from another country you know I really want us to be constantly questioning things as we're going along uh, we're also going to start working with rape crisis in Glasgow who are unfortunately closing their community centre so hopefully we can raise them some money and get them some much needed funds <laughs> to mm, help yeah, them of course. you know obviously that's such an important cause to work with people that have really suffered and you know the amount that that women and 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 transgender women in particular suffer from uh sexual abuse and rape is the numbers are really crazy so yeah we're really looking forward to working with them as well mm -hmm. obviously funding is becoming less and less of the tory win so. yeah i mean it's just it's insane like how much is being cut and how mm. how much the vulnerable are being you know are, are bearing the brunt of that mm -hmm. and it just yeah mm. yeah it's really going to affect our marginalized groups people that have disabilities in particular have obviously suffered so many cuts mm. um yeah and people that experience abuse that also experiences those, those cuts a lot of the cuts are particularly affecting women mm -hmm. because women are often the main caregivers and a lot of those cuts are like being, you know there's a lot of cuts to families in particular and children and uh, yeah a lot of women are getting poorer for it and women obviously make less money than men yeah. so like women are really feeling the brunt of mm -hmm. these cuts and mm -hmm. it's no surprise to me that some, like somewhere like rape crisis is really suffering mm -hmm. it's a total injustice but it's yeah. not a surprise to me no yeah totally i know what you mean mm. it's um it's really frightening mm. um yeah, tell me a bit more about um, the things, when you said you were involved with feminism and things, mm -hmm. um, before doing this, um, in what way? <laughs> tell me so, about that. So, I mean, one of the ways that I'm really involved in feminism is either perhaps maybe teaching, teaching is one of the things that I always try and involve feminism in, and speak to lots of young women and lots of young men about feminism, and actually I think working with young men has been something that has really surprised me actually because I feel like so much of the work um around feminism is to do with men's attitudes towards women mm. um and you know toxic masculinity so that's like one thing that I've really always looked at I also write and then also just in everyday life I think feminism is really important and, and I really do think that conversations are activism you know I think that feminism starts small and uh, well I think that activism starts starts small and you start with the, your community you start with people around you you have that awkward conversation with your uncle at Christmas you know when his comments are not <laughs> okay mm -hmm. and I think that that is an important way to start you know and I want everybody to kind of feel like that yeah I want everybody to feel that they can implement change in a small way because you know we make up society as individuals so the more that you're opening up conversations the more that you're being brave or maybe saying that actually you're wrong to that person who you're a bit intimidated by you know 
the better. You know, I'm not saying nobody get themselves into some sticky situations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That. No, it's about it's about doing it in a sensible, um, considered way. But you're right. I mean, I was speaking to somebody earlier this year about um, somebody was asking me about what I was doing at the weekend, and I said I was going on a protest, and they said, oh. You know, it's so good that you go on those things. And I was like, well, if you're free, you could totally come. Yeah, yeah. Come. And they said, uh, oh, no, no, I'm not I'm not the kind of person who does that. And I was like, I had this moment where I yeah. got really annoyed because I was like, if not you, then who? Like, yeah, we, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is, I mean, somebody might say, okay, like, you know, it's it's just what I'm interested in. But at the same time, it really feels like, I know one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast and why I want to start getting involved more, um, with politics in an active way was that I have always had strong opinions about it but I didn't get involved and mm. then with Trump's election and everything like that it made me realise that you have you could just there's no excuse you can't mm. you know if if you want to get involved then then you need to find yeah, a way you know exactly there's um, a space for you there's space and I think but to bring it back and not to like preach or anything and um, I think there's always more that people can do but <clears throat> including myself you know I'm not like some kind of bloody perfect person <laughs> but um i think that the, the, the this idea of conversations and the yeah. kind of the awkward conversations is, is quite an interesting mm. one because that it, you're right it's it's being a little bit brave and mm. saying because i'm even just thinking about my workplace like i i know that for example like there might be somebody who's who's gay or who's trans or something and, and other people don't know i mean this is just kind of like just throwing it out there but like say you you might be in a situation where you speak up for something like gay rights and you don't know but there's actually somebody in the room who also like is glad mm. that you did you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like it's it might feel like a small thing but that might make that person yeah, feel yeah. more comfortable at yeah, work yeah. or whatever it is so yeah yeah you should always if you can shut down some mm. terrible comments always do yeah. it i'm always the person like having a go at people in bars mm. for like you know touching up my friend mm. or you know touching up another woman mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I actually I remember having a go at a guy because he yeah he like touched my friend inappropriate or touched a, a, a girl that I know inappropriately and she's she's somebody that I know like I, I, she's she's a great girl but she's more of an acquaintance like we don't really mm. know each other all that well and she turned around to me and said like at the end she was like oh I, I didn't actually th- think you liked me so I'm really surprised that you stood up for me and I was like it's not as much as like I was like of course I like you (laughs) I was also like you know it's not about me liking Mm. you it's about like seeing something happen and Mm -hmm. having a reaction to it that is telling people that they can't take advantage of someone or they can't say something that's out of line and that you don't accept that within your community and like you know supporting the women around you is always something that I've really valued and I've always appreciated when other people do it for me. I mean, I do feel like I am the one that always <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shuts somebody down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, oh, God, why, Amy, do you have to just say everything <laughs> to end? Like, you know, why do you ha- always have to do it? Why? Mm. <laughs> but, because, it, you know, it doesn't give you a quiet life. But I couldn't look back at that situation and know that I, that I hadn't done anything. I think... Being an educator, working with young people is all it makes you really brave. Right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're Get used to skin. yeah, you're used yeah. to being conversational with pe- with mm. people, and uh, and I think that that's that's a very valuable thing to me as a woman. I don't really feel vulnerable talking to people that are maybe more physically intimidating uh, than I am. You know, I don't really feel that vulnerable 
I just kind of do go for it. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but mm-hmm. um, or that you know you should put yourself in a dodgy situation. But I think calling out people when they're saying something yeah. that's wrong or doing something that's wrong is. And I think that's a really great example as well because I think that's it's possibly also an age thing. But I know mm-hmm. that I've certainly been in situations where either I've been touched in a way that I didn't mm-hmm. want to be, or somebody else has, mm-hmm. and I haven't said anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I used to work in bars in Glasgow when I was a student. Mm-hmm. That happened quite a lot there, and. Yeah, I was young and daft and didn't, like, yeah, you know, yeah. just didn't have the confidence or the whatever to, mm. to call it out. But that's a way that, like, it's a really kind of direct example of mm. women being reminded of their place mm. in society, I think. I think that's what that is about. It's not about mm. uncontrolled desire. It's about, like, it's about somebody reminding a woman that, like, yeah, they're totally. there for kind of um, consumption almost. Yeah. Exactly. In my opinion. And, um, it's yeah. somebody trying to remove your power, isn't it? It's, it's somebody trying to be like, I am in control of this yeah. situation. And like, since I realised that, mm-hmm. I I have always been more confrontational. Yeah, so ever since I realised that one thing happened, that, that kind of, that power play, mm-hmm. it kind of made me mm-hmm. more aware of it and made me mm-hmm. want to be more confrontational about it. Yes. Go on, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and also around um, just what you were saying as well about um, sort of abuse as well because abuse is something that that does go on but mm. isn't talked about and yeah. and I I've been in situations and I've got friends who've been in situations before that have been abusive and you know it's like I think talking about it is mm. is again that idea of conversation and also another thing I was going to bring up was the um, was the abortion. Um, campaign in Ireland that happened mm. recently in the repeal of the eighth I don't know how closely you followed it but that was an amazing amazing victory in a country which is is has been deeply conservative in a religious way for a yeah, long time yeah. but and the politicians were very quick to kind of thank everyone and 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 kind of take the glory towards the end of the campaign but that campaign was was quite long and mm. a lot of it came from grassroots and a lot of it came from women talking about their experience and mm. opening up about about what it's actually like to go through that yeah um, yeah it's just about, it's illegal it's just about choice isn't mm-hmm. it you know it's that whole argument is about choice like nobody i think that it's so important for women to have autonomy over their own bodies you know like obviously if you are religious nobody's saying you have to get an abortion mm-hmm. but it's about saying that you have the choice mm-hmm. and you know if women don't have legal abortions they will seek illegal means which are dangerous and kill women and you know or they'll have to do that you know they'll have to come all the way to England and do that awful awful trip get a cheap uh, Ryanair flight mm-hmm. and have a miserable time mm-hmm. doing it away from like their loved ones often and and that I can't imagine how stressful that situation is. Mm. Um, especially that, you know, if you don't have the money, you know, a lot of people don't, yeah. like, and get that treatment. Because I think it's, you know, if you have a medical abortion, it's at least two days mm. that you've probably got to be around. Yeah, it, yeah, it, take, it takes time. Thinking about the, the night then, and mm-hmm. about um, creating this uh, space for um, women, I think that idea of asking women to kind of do things is like a really powerful one Mm -hmm. and um 
whereabouts so whereabouts is the is uh, 52 girls held so 52 girls is at the queen adelaide of cambridge heath which mm-hmm. is like a minute from cambridge heath station mm-hmm. um it's a queer venue or one of the only queer venues in hackney now they're closing and closing and closing um it's there it's normally it's bi-monthly but it's, it's kind of just whenever we are able to put it on, essentially. Me and Riza are busy with our, like, you know, day-to-day jobs, mm-hmm. and we, we put it on as much as we can. Um, and they're a really wonderful venue. They're so supportive of us and what we do. They really get behind us um, uh, in any way that they can. So, yeah, we're really happy to be there. We've been at other locations, but this is definitely our home. We always finish the episodes by asking a couple of uh, regular questions the first of which is how can people support you and what you're doing uh well you can you're all invited to 52 girls wear an outfit dress up have some fun it's donation on entry yeah just come down hang out ch- talk to us um yeah cool and do you have a social media can people follow you on uh, facebook and instagram yes, you can follow us on facebook we're 52 girls on facebook you can follow us um on instagram we're hey 52 girls on instagram amazing <laughs> nice and then the next question is um is there anything that people can read or watch to learn more about the kind of things that we were talking about today yeah at the moment i'm reading women in dark times by jacqueline rose a really interesting uh book about women throughout history also looks at kind of masculinity and how that kind of dominates society that's a really interesting book i also really like broadly i really like how a lot of their documentaries their kind of short documentaries feature women all over the world and you can see what life is like for women all over the world uh shout out to salty magazine as well they're a brand new magazine magazine about uh sex and lifestyle etc and they look at uh you know sexuality through different perspectives rather than our kind of classic sex in the city vibe uh yeah definitely look that up amazing they sound great yeah um and yeah, final question then is um, thinking about some of the things we're talking about today. If somebody wanted to do something else to kind of get involved mm-hmm. um, or to help bring about change, what would you recommend that they do? I recommend the it, the activism starts small, and I really think that having that conversation um, with someone is a good start. Having that conversation with your, you know, your female friends, with your male friends, calling them out on something that you don't think is appropriate and then explaining why you know we all have a responsibility to educate ourselves to to educate each other so if you think that you can educate someone you should do it and i think that 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 is change i think we all have the ability to implement change amazing (laughs) okay thank you so much thanks for coming and then come to us it was super interesting and i can't wait to come to 52 girls (laughs) future heist is recorded and produced by me rena neve smith with original music by benjamin tassie artwork by fleur beck and sound editing by Simon Guy. Special thanks to Chloe Vasegi and Joshua Lowe's Challenge. You can follow us or get in touch on Instagram at future 
underscore heist. Thank you.